Blog Talk Radio. Today's show, today is the 5th of March. We are, or March, May. Does it actually matter? We've been in since March, I guess. But that's what we're talking about today. What does it feel like now that time has stood still? We're getting a lot of mixed messaging. They don't know if we should go or stay. They're saying the same person saying both things at one time, and now we're deciding in life how much a life is worth. Go back. Do we stay? How can we do both? All of that is being put on the table. And in the meantime, no matter what we say and what we do, this virus just keeps sending us back to the fork in the road, down to having the kinds of conversations that will put us back onto value, value of a person. Because right now, we are paying attention inadvertently. We did not see this coming to all the people easy to overlook. Some of the hardest workers in our country. Some of the hardest hit people who live on the streets. Knowing that a lot of the people that live on the streets have mental health issues that we decided years ago to close our mental health, what they used to call institutions, that housed people who had those issues and we knowingly put them on the street. I remember when that happened and them saying, well, they can go back to their families who obviously were not qualified to take care of them and were probably scared of their capabilities. And so now... Health care, workers' care, protecting people that work really hard that we just never paid enough money to for them to actually live a decent life. We're still in the place in this standstill of time. We're still in a place where we keep saying the American people because then it depersonalizes it. And we're being told what we want. The American people want to go back to work. I don't blame them for protesting. Stand up and fight against your mayor and your government. Okay. But you're a human being, and this is a virus. And right now, we don't know enough 
just to give us a number of how many people will die. And so it's okay, and we keep raising the number because we didn't hit that number yet. Oh, well, we hit it. Well, sorry, let's, let's raise that number. People are dying. It's hard for me to imagine because I'm sitting in a house And my big thing is I go out and grocery shop and I help as many people as I can in between all of that during the week. But what is really going on? What is the bigger picture? I know a lot of people know that the bigger picture is that, okay, the light needs to shine on everything and everyone. We got that but we're really having to ask, hey, what's happening in our world? What's going on in this world? There's a lot of infighting and a lot of dismissing of people who are telling the truth, even talking about the truth they know. And then there's these wild, I call it the spinning plates, theories about what happened, how did this start, because that's a deflection. Let's get people caught up in this argument and in that argument. And in the meanwhile, in the meanwhile, nobody's really got a grip. But the ones who got the best grip were the ones who took the bullet in the beginning and just stayed out of the way enough to where it didn't exist. New Zealand is a great case in that right now. And then they also have protocol and they have ways, consistent ways, instead of just leaving it up to this and leaving it up to that and and talking about stuff that doesn't matter and not paying attention to what does. But people just knew what to do. They They were led in conscience. So what's happening is there are some places that do work well with people going out, but if things start to heat up again, they retreat. The only way to avoid the virus right now, it's the only thing we actually know, is to retreat. So, of course, of course, I'm always asking Christ. But, wow, this is a kicker, a virus. Like something that just took the world, every single one of us. There is a human being on the face of this earth that is not affected by one thing that just balanced the playing field as much as anything could in our world. And there are a ton of people ton of people holding on to the old world. They want to get back and make it like it was before this happened. But that's already gone. May not be great, it may not be bad, but it's gone. That's the one thing Christ keeps telling me. That reality no longer exists. And and those who benefited from that reality want to go back to that reality, which would sound so normal. It is normal. 
if something was good and it was lost, you're going to, you know, fight and claw your way back to get there. But at this point, even people who want that, we just needed to take a deep breath as a world. We're looking at countries now dealing with their own countries. We stopped looking at what we could do everywhere else right now. It's a big world. And the things we were doing and are still trying to get back to doing, craziness that we created. All countries arming up, arming up, and then fighting with each other, and then deciding, like, well, would this be bad enough to create a bigger problem from? Lying to get what we want on a regular basis to the point where the person who's telling the truth looks like they're weak and like they're talking at walls. Nobody wants to hear that. We've accepted not even looking like ourselves. We've accepted not speaking like ourselves. We've accepted not feeling like ourselves. We've accepted so many things that took us as far as we can go away from ourselves. We were just shooting each other in the street. In in America, I don't know. I can't speak for other countries, but I do know what's going on here. In the street, in a store, in a school, in a theater, in a, in a music concert. We were so far away. So far away. But you know, I always know Christ is a little funny. Because you know how all of the places I just mentioned that all these big public places where people gathered, what's the first thing that happened? The gatherings are gone. Every single one of them. They are all gone. And remember when it takes two months, three months to break habits to reroute, which we haven't even gotten to that point yet, We still have the people fighting for the past and the people who are uncertain about the future and the ones who are trying to make the best decisions they can in the middle of all of this. But it takes that much time to reroute. And what is happening is that we are all back at the fork in the road. And there are a bunch of different realities just showing up at our doors. There's the reality of the people, the essential workers. There's the reality of the people who have to stay home. There's the reality of every single state, every single country. There's the reality that a lot of families are dealing with loss. It's unimaginable. And now we're talking about the value of life. How do we continue to live while we take care of what's going on? And the question is, we cannot stop or understand the virus enough to make a decision yet. I know it's scary. I know the economy is scary. 
I get all of that. But because we don't know what we're dealing with, at the very least, let's take every protective measure. We are learning not to interact in the way we used to interact. And we are walking towards appreciation of each other, of a soul, of life, of having any kind of faith, because we're going to need that to get through the eye of the needle. But the other part is, is we haven't even picked up the thread yet to go through that needle. We're just at the very beginning of realizing that we cannot control this virus at this time. We don't have the mechanisms in place. We don't have the leadership that understands that. And we also don't have the answers as how to stop it. The only thing we know in all of this is that if we stay out of the way, we won't get it, hopefully. The only thing we actually know, we don't even know if we have it, if we're asymptomatic. does not matter where it came from today. It does not matter why it's here today. All that matters is that we find a way to make sure that there is no soul on our earth that is more important than another. That That's the bottom line. And until we take that on, we're going to see this tornado keep spinning. A reason for everything. There is no such thing as a perfect world. We wouldn't be here if we didn't have free will if we didn't have an ego telling us to do things that we may or may not listen to. But the bottom line is to get to understanding love. Love for each other. Care for each other. When we talk about somebody dying, and we act like it's okay because it's, these people over here in the hospital that are sick anyway, that would have died anyway. Sorry, everyone, that that's happening. However, in the meantime, we got to get back out in the streets again like we were. And I hear that, and I say, well, what are you saying? Let's create a protocol that everybody understands. If it means masks, if it means gloves and masks, if it means standing six feet apart, if it means that we have to do things a different way, don't go too far too fast. Because what is going to happen is, if we are wrong, I mean, there's a pendulum. It's going to hurt a lot of people really fast. And I know we all know that, but it all goes back to the value of a life. 
and that is the bigger picture right now. Thought about it where I thought, okay, if I get it, what if I get it? And what if I'm one of the people that dies? And a, a small little tinge of me was there was a, a relief of not having to hear all this stuff. But then I thought, yeah, but I don't really want to die. But what if? I mean, all these people that are dying, they're not any better than me or worse than me. I don't happen to know anyone. Not one person personally that died of the virus. And the people around me, the people I know. There's a few that I used to know, like in high school, who's an uncle died or somebody like that, you know, somebody a little bit removed out of their immediate, I'm in my house family. It's hard to see the reality because you walk outside and you just breathe. You come inside and you cook a meal, you put on the news and you're like, holy cow, turn off the news and you're like, wait, I... I'm doing these things right now. I'm keeping myself busy. But there's more than keeping ourselves busy. So Christ, you know, has his little words. And in, in this one, you know, bridging your soul back to you. Yes, we got that. But how? We are right now being rerouted. Rerouted to our purpose. It's amazing to think about how this had to happen, that we are rerouted to our purpose. People are working with their hands. I know that sounds crazy, but the only work that matters is all the work that goes back to Working with your hands. I know these things sound crazy, but when I heard them, I understood them. Because one thing, even though I don't know anyone who's, who's died from it, what I do know is people who are working in it. And I know, like I know a gardener, I know people who started gardeners, people who started to learn to cook, people who are cleaning their houses, people sending me pictures of their clean homes and the pride and the feeling that you can do anything. And it's stuff that they never, ever thought to do before. They just accepted this is what their house looks like. This is what their backyard looks like. But they got to go. They got to get in their car and go to work and sit at a desk for eight hours. And an hour there and an hour back. And get dressed. And, all, and their whole day is consumed. And now their days are consumed. And they are busy all day long. They're not, people aren't just sitting watching TV and they tried to sell us on the Corona 15 and that means you're going to gain 15 pounds. And, you know, we're being fed how to deal with this, how to be normal within this. But the old ways of messaging are no longer working. People are turning off TVs. People are turning off their little video whatevers. 
you can only do that for so much. And sometimes the fun of it is just the fact that it's it's bridging time between one thing to another. But now people are actually using their hands because we are rerouting our own lives. We are reconnecting to the feelings that remind us that we can do anything, we can create, we can learn how. We don't have to pay every single service we need to have somebody else do it for us. I see people washing their own cars even though they're not going anywhere. Planting, going out all day looking at their work realizing that the next day they're going to do this and then the next day they're going to do that and they don't realize how much there was to do. And we're saying things like, oh my God, how did I just walk by this all this time? Oh, it feels so good to not have that corner be filled with clutter. That was my corner. That was where I just threw everything that I would get back to. But inside I knew I would never do it. We are re-rooting. People who work in a grocery store feeling really important right now, standing where their heart stands, understanding what they're willing to do for each other. Healthcare workers seeing the results of this virus day in and day out, trying to tell the rest of us, Hey guys, this is this is something that's actually happening right now real time. This is my reality. We pray for each other. We check in on each other. Hey, how are you doing? I hope everybody's safe. I hope everyone's okay. We are reestablishing care into our relationships with each other because we're doing it with ourselves. This is the amazement of this time. This is where Christ always says change is happening when it is most quiet. When I go out, and I said this a couple of times already because it's every week, I go out and go shopping and come back and we're all geared up and whatever. But when I drive, I get the feeling of the 1970s. And what may happen out of this is people may work from home if they can. Unless you work in retail or in manufacturing, we can work from home. Our homes, our homes. are where we belong right now because the home that's inside of us needed to remember what it was so that it can be what is coming. And this is where the time stood still, right in that sweet spot. Even my talking to you now feels like this gentle, warm understanding We have a purpose, and in that purpose, there's all these different realities which we are aware of. 
were watching us find a way to take care of us and were also weeding out the people who don't so that we stop listening to people who don't care about us ultimately when this is over. The light is shining on every corner. Just like we are paying attention to our homes in the detail of where we live, why we live, what we eat, who we care about, who we send out to, who we don't, who belongs in our lives, who doesn't, and understanding that it doesn't make it good or bad, it's just the reality. That exact replica is happening in our world. And if you can handle watching the news and just thinking of that, that this is how our world is cleaning itself out and there's talking heads, everyone's opinion, and at the end of the day, not one opinion is stronger than the virus we are dealing with. Not one. And watching the appearance of ego talk like, well, you know what, at the end of this month we're going to do this, and at the end of that next month we're going to do that. And I'm like, that would be great. I would love that. But are we prudent? Are we going to take care of each other? Can we? Will we? Will we do what it takes? We have the strength. We have the people. We can go out to areas that don't have anything on the land that maybe the government owns and build housing and get people off the streets. We can create places to take care of our mentally ill. We can do local farms and eat better and help ourselves in a medicinal way. That's building for our future. Getting people back to a customer service job so that I can go buy something that will help the economy and the stock market sounds like it's fingernails on a chalkboard, even though I want our economy to succeed, but we need to replace what we were doing with things that we need. And this is the time when time is standing still, when we are back at the fork in the road to be self-empowered as a world, as each individual countries, if we pay attention to our own countries and stop trying to build things to scare other countries from other countries, whoever they are, if we build a respect for a human life, we go back to the question, how much is a human life worth? What are we willing to do for each other? Because when we say it's okay if some people die, well, who are the some people that it's okay? Who do we choose to make that okay? It's never okay. It's not even an extreme position, and yet it sounds like one, that we have to fight for every human life. And it's almost trying to put us into another reality, like, well, it's okay if a million people die. That's, that's, that's preserving our right to be whatever. But 
if every life is dispensable, then how how does that feel? How does that matter? What does that look like? How do we show that we care? In reality, we really have to think, do we want it to go back to what it was, the way it was? Or can we take this opportunity to really rebuild because we have that opportunity? I mean, today I woke up and coming down the stairs to come to my office, all I could hear was birds. At first I thought, who is that? And I realized it's birds. It was so cool. We are rerouting. The only jobs that matter right now are the jobs that we use our hands for in health care and in food. And we are reestablishing the value of life at this time. In this time where time is standing still. You guys, I love you so very much. Please take care of yourselves. Enjoy this time. I will see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.